This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hi, Pat. Hey. Uh, just to start with, we'll start with Thiago. Obviously, there's a, a few questions in one here, really. Um, first of all, is it complete rest for him at the moment or is he able to do some fitness work and what data are you expecting to have him back? And have you guys at Melwood had to go through extra testing as well? And what confidence is there that obviously the virus hasn't spread further and that the, the protocols in place have in fact worked? Yeah, it, it shows again that uh, health and family are the most important things in life. Um, after football directly, after comes football directly. But we wish him a speedy recovery. And um, But I wish everyone who's fighting at this moment uh, the virus a speedy recovery and hope everything goes well. So um, we decided already from the start of the pandemic that we will not make any comments about individuals, about the situation. So I would uh, keep it like this, to be honest, as a club. But in general terms, I'm just thinking of what concerns are there that it may have spread through the rest of the squad or is the complete confidence that those protocols do in fact worked and you guys have gone through extra testing so you know that? Yeah, that, that's why it's a big compliment to our structure. Um, first and foremost, because uh, we have testing in place by the Premier League, but we also do private testing. And uh, what I said in the last press conference, the most important thing is keeping discipline and uh, we're following these uh, discipline rules. So, um, and we test immediately when something happens, so that's, um, yeah, it's all okay. Just on general fitness terms, I'm thinking of Jordan Henderson at the moment as well. Is this game too soon for him and any chance for Villa at the weekend? And just thinking with England in mind, tomorrow there's a squad announcement. Has he got any chance of being available for England? Yeah, Jordan, uh, we will re-evaluate on Friday after this game uh, to look if he's ready for Villa, at least uh, to train with us, with the team, to prepare that game. Um, we have, of course, uh, Joel, who's still uh, who's progressing well, but will not be back uh, until uh, the international break to prepare the Everton game. And then we have Costas, who felt his tie in the Lincoln game after the game. And uh, we thought it would settle, but it didn't. So he will need a, more, a few more days and the international break as well. So he will not be uh, involved in both games. Um, and that's it. Ox is progressing well, um, but will take, of course, a lot longer time. But uh, for him, it's really important that his first phase went smooth and good after the operation. So I'm really happy with that as well. This kind of follows on as well in terms of squad rotation because only five of Arsenal's starting 11 against Leicester in the League Cup started at Anfield on Monday. Only Virgil van Dijk, your starting 11 against Lincoln, started against Arsenal. So what can we expect from you in terms of rotation and, and what are you expecting from Arsenal? Um, so let's start first. That this is uh, We go from Premier League to League Cup, so it's a final. Uh, Mikel won his last seven games in domestic cup. So um, it's a completely different context. We're going to play this game. It's a proper win or lose, of course. So, um, but what Mikel installed at Arsenal and what all good teams in Europe and in the Premier League have is a clear identity. Um, so with changing players or whatever, it, it stays the same. Um, 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 they will try to improve for sure, but that's the same for us, despite it's only two days in between. Uh, if you have only two days in between, the main thing is to to recover well, to regain freshness, ha um, 
some will have well had a day off yesterday uh, to regain freshness in terms of mentally, emotionally. So and others will uh, really prepare this game. Yeah. I just finally from me, Pep. Um, obviously, Nico faced a little bit of criticism after his outing against Lincoln in the in the last round. How's he found mm. that as, as a young lad coming through the ranks, and how's he responded in your view? Yeah. First of all, and this is the most important to understand, Nico is a doer. So if you uh, don't try, uh, doer, make, doer makes mistakes. Um, because, and we don't want safe play. Uh, we don't want uh, a player who doesn't take risk. Our game is based on that everybody takes initiative from each position, and that's what we want. Um, but one of the most important lessons for each young boy uh, who's coming through or each player is that uh, it's a weakness if you can get caught up in praise and criticism. So I think he dealt with it really well, to be honest. Um, we had players speaking with him. We had our manager speaking with him. And uh, it's also a face he, he goes through. But again, um, you cannot get caught up uh, with praise nor criticism. Both not, will not help you as a young player. Thanks, Thank Pat. you very much for being Thank you. Yep. And then we go to Phil from uh, Press Association for two questions. And then after that, James and uh, Neil in the open. Phil now. Hi there, Pep. Hey. Hi. Um, I was just wondering if uh, this might be the occasion that we see Billy Kimetio um, finally involved in the, in the first team match, making his debut. Yeah, Billy, um, um, yes. Uh, a clear pathway in this club, eh? so but it's still in the start. Um, something, someone we really take care of. Um, um, he's still a very young kid, humble but with big potential. The reason why he played only 60 minutes in the under-18s game is that uh, it was medical. Um, so he has his own project, his own process, and uh, <coughs> um, we are really happy how things are going so far. So. There's still decisions to be made today. Let's see. Um, I was also wondering about the likes of um, when I Ryan Brewster didn't play uh, in, in the Lincoln game and there's talk about him possibly being a player that might leave sometime soon. Um, what, what, what can you tell us about whether he might be involved tomorrow and, and whether he might still be here um, by the end of the transfer window? Yeah, it's, at our, it's how I said last time. We do this press conference in our boardroom. Um, Know, these things, transfer policy, transfer rumours, um, should stay in here without the zooms and without the cameras. And uh, I want to leave it by that. Yeah. Anything else, Phil? No, good. Okay, we'll go over to James Pierce from the Athletic uh, for a couple of questions, or certainly a question, James. Hi, Pep. Okay. James. Um, Pep, you know, Zerdin Shakiri, that was his first start last week since the, the Club World Cup back, back in last December. He's had a, you know, a torrid time with, with injuries, but was that a timely reminder against Lincoln of, of, of the quality he possesses and the difference he can, he can make in games? Yeah, I think he had a superb game uh, against Lincoln in a different position he's used to play in. So that makes it even more uh, recognisable and even more... Uh, great also for himself to have uh, after such a long time to start to play to play in this manner uh, if we expect one thing from Shaq is uh, that he tries to dictate the game that he's always searched for attacking solutions that he uses his technique to be involved in build up and in 
and in creating. So I'm really happy for him that he could start like this and show his desire on the ball, his uh, his drive, and uh, yeah, and especially without any injuries. Um, uh, what's of course a very difficult period for him uh, coming through this game. Yeah. And just in, in terms of you often talk about our identity is intensity when, when you yeah. talk about Liverpool's style and brand of football from a coaching viewpoint was Monday night's game against Arsenal the perfect example of that? It's one of my favourite games since I've been here. Getting Coming 1-0 down playing how we play um, no ego, constant team play, being dominant in each game moment, uh, over 95 minutes, pressing, counter-pressing, and have a, have a build-up and a positional game what was uh, uh, very good. So um, it's, uh, uh, I'm really happy with that game. Yeah? We are really happy with that game, of course. Fantastic. Thank you, James. And then a couple from Neil, I think, and then maybe one from Glenn Price to finish. But Neil, certainly next. Neil? Hi, Yeah. Um, can I ask about Minamino and his, his developments? Obviously, he, he didn't get much much football before lockdown, but since then, he, he it seems to be clear that he's physically getting better and, and looking more in tune with the team as well. Is that how you see it? So I didn't hear the... Ataki. Yes. Ui. Ataki. Yeah. Wow, what a desire. Um, um, he, um, he is somebody who turns our game collective as well, the same as what Roberto does, Firmino. Um, his professionality on the pitch and off the pitch is outstanding. His development so far has been really great. Um, he's that player who always gives everything each day and... If you're already good, then it becomes really interesting if you can keep that up. So uh, we're really happy with that. Um, so long may it continue. And and just on, on Diego Jota, I mean, he obviously got his first goal, which is a big moment for him. But how have you have you found his settling in period? He looks he looks at home already. Yeah, Diogo, um, that's what I said before, for passionate players, for players who have goal in them, there's always space for us at Liverpool. Uh a great desire to learn our game. Um, he will add something. He, I said last week already is at the same level technically as our front three. And um, um, the one thing I found really difficult to coach is the intuition in the box, being in the right position to score, <laughs> like the pure instinct of a, of a striker, what we want from many players, of course, but especially from our front three. And um, he, in 10 minutes, was... Uh, 10, 15 minutes was three or four times in a position to, to score. So that's really something uh, that's good. Yeah. And the last question in the open is from Glenn. And then we go, at the moment, I've got Paul Joyce hand up for the um, breakout. For the other people who are in the breakout, you can maybe indicate on the computer now uh, so we can uh, get through those with the breakout. But Glenn to finish this section. Uh, hi, Pep. Uh, Curtis Jones obviously scored the winning penalty against Arsenal in the League Cup last season. Just how much has he come on as a player in that time? Um, Curtis is the type we really like eh? because he has so much uh, bravery, so much courage and so much self-confidence. But uh, it's the proper self-confidence and not the, the wrong one. The self-confidence comes with training, with the attitude, with the desire to improve, with the, 
with a constant focus on what's important and to learn and um, his call up uh, uh, proves that his development have, uh, has been good so uh, he's probably one of the most offensive now probably the most offensive midfielder we have he's the one if you look to the games he's probably always the first one who makes the surprise move in the box for midfield he's always the first one who shoots if you look closely and he has this risk, this young blood, what helps us. And what I said before, these young boys are not talents anymore. They are proper members, proper uh, squad players. So, um, yeah, re really happy with his journey, with his pathway. And <clears throat> he's a boy from the city. So ambition, passion is always there. I like that so much. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.